The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with Rick Zamperin. Yes, welcome once again to another exciting edition of the Golfy Real Estate Show, of course. To get your home sold and to get it sold for top dollar, more importantly, if you are a seller out there, go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfi team, 905-575-7700. We're seeing a... Uh, a little bit of a different market now than what we did to even a couple of months ago. You got to call the Golfy team to get your listing in front of so many eyeballs. 905 575 7700. Follow the Golfy team on Twitter and Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. They are dominating the social media scene here in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, Brantford. If you have a question or a topic idea you would like Rob to discuss on a future show, send them an email questions at robgolfie.com. We have a jam-packed edition of the show today we're going to talk about uh, the the whole buying versus renting debate is back in the limelight because there is a how to get rich star who is suggesting that one is going to make you wealthier than the other stay tuned for which one that is we'll talk about canada's office real estate sector and how it could be heading for a reckoning should you if you're selling your home should you be at your home when the home inspection is occurring and the buyer is there we'll answer that question for you as well we got a bunch of stats that we're going to unleash on you as well but i hear rob a little birdie telling me that the golfy team has done it again a record-breaking sale last year uh tell us what happened oh yeah on jerseyville road we sold a house uh for four million two hundred fifty thousand. now we did have it for sale uh, earlier and, uh, we listed, uh, you know, it was over 5 million and, and we were hesitant on taking it because, uh, we felt that the price was a little high, but they were willing to work with us and, and, and take time. So over the course of the last six months, um, we were getting action, but just nobody making an offer. So the agent on my team, it was, uh, she was handling the listing and she was her listing and, uh, she goes, Rob, I think we should, uh, uh, lower the price, hold offers, and see if we can get multiple offers. I go, are you kidding me? <laughs> At $4 million, like you're, she wanted to put it down to $4 million and hold offers. And I go, you, that, that is gutsy. And, uh, and uh, so anyway, um, we, um, we held offers. We, ha- we, we dropped the price to uh, $4 million and held offers. I couldn't believe it. Like, like we had two segments, uh, actually four offers total, but the, but there was the first two and one was not as good as what our clients wanted. And the second one, um, actually we got an accepted offer, but financing was a bit of an issue for them. Hmm. So then, then we went over it, at it again. We got the, and another two that came in and, uh, and the people, uh, uh, that won it got it for 4,250,000. This house, I'm telling you, you cannot build this house for that money, you cannot find a piece of property. This is one. This is a beautiful estate property. Hmm. You got. You have to see the uh, the pool area. Just the way it's set up. And I mean, they've got a, a a climbing board for climbing. They got a like a little 
sunroom for planting. They got a, a shop on there. They, I, I'm telling you, like it's it's just gorgeous. And uh, the people that are going to be uh, moving in uh, this summer are going to really, really enjoy and having a lot of fun with this property. It, it, it was, and it's, and it is the highest one that sold in Ancaster, and I think even in Hamilton this year. Uh, so it was good. It was that exciting. Is, Very is, exciting. Yeah, that is pretty good. What else is happening in your real estate life this week? So um, the the market is is uh, busy. Uh, it's slowly climbing. It's 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 being steady, but. Things are moving a lot. Multiple offers are happening, but they're not being crazy where people are, you know, again, jumping in over 100,000, 200,000. So we could see that month over month, things are moving along. And I even sent you the uh, month over month Mm -hmm. uh, since January this year. So things are really moving along. And I think that uh, uh, the only only area, the area, so, so Hamilton, you know, even unit prices are moving along. So more people are coming into the marketplace, which is really good. And the benchmark price right now in, in uh, the Hamilton surrounding area is 750. Now the average sale price, obviously uh, we have those numbers also, which is higher. And, um, and it looks like in um, Burlington, they're, they're also climbing and they hit back over the million dollar mark uh, from January. So Jan- look at this. In January, Burlington, the benchmark price was seven hundred sixty thousand, but yeah. the, uh, but only one hundred fourteen homes sold that month. Now you go all the way, and it, it kept climbing through the you know February and March. Right now, we're at a million sixty eight thousand uh, benchmark price in Burlington, which is probably a, right, and two hundred eighty six sales. So that has been incredible. Now in Niagara. Niagara is a funny market. Now what's throwing off Niagara is Niagara Falls. Um, I found Niagara Falls also has, uh, in all in Ni- Niagara, has uh, more uh, inventory of homes, which is good for if you're looking for an investment property or, or just a property for yourself. Mm-hmm. is a good time to go there because uh, uh, they've got, uh, I think they've got uh, 11 weeks of, uh, of, of homes available. Um, so anyway, um, so Niag- all in Niagara uh, right now is sitting at 665000 uh benchmark price. Uh, and that's climbed up throughout in uh, 614 homes that were sold in all of Niagara. Then Brantford, um, it's uh, it's at 649,000. Again, moved up 158 uh, sales. So things are moving. Uh, I I still believe that we hit bottom. I know CMHC thinks you know we're there's still going to be we haven't hit bottom yet. I, I I don't see that. I truly truly feel that um, we are always going to have uh, a steady growth of. Uh, real estate appreciation for the next five to 10, 20 years, just because there is a shortage of real estate. And, and it's the only, there's no other way to do it. There's when you have a shortage of anything, demand goes, uh, there's always going to be more demand and then prices go up. So, but people are hesitant right now, you know, the government did a good job of slowing down inflation. And so things are moving nicely at a good pace where, People can get into the market and find something that is suitable and affordable for themselves. It's interesting in terms of the percentage change when you're looking at the benchmark price year over year from April 2022 to 23. You know, they're they're all pointing downwards. You know, the, the price went down from uh, last April to last month. But month over month, March to April, when you look at Hamilton, Burlington, Branford, and uh, St. Catharines, and, and even Niagara, 
uh, or Niagara Falls, they're all up in terms of the percentage change when it comes to that benchmark price. Uh, and here in Hamilton, it went from 657000 to 676.5. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is, you know, good for home sellers. They're getting a little bit more bang for their buck. Home buyers, they're still getting uh, a, a better deal compared to last year. And there's still some inventory out there as well. Absolutely. So, uh, and interest rates are holding. So, yeah. I mean, like, so interest rates, they're holding. Prices are, you know, are moving moderately, but very comfortably for the market that can handle. So timing is good. You could, if you, if you're seriously looking for a house right now, I mean, it does come up. You are, there could be a possibility of, uh, of, of, a, a competition, but, but here's the, here's the thing about looking for these houses is, is if it's overpriced, do not be afraid to go in on, uh, on it based on real value. So Phil, my son Phil is looking for a house. I think he's being a little bit too picky. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, but there, there was a house that, and I said to him just in the last two, I, he says, dad, what do you think of this house? I says, it's great. And he goes, I go, what do you, what do you think it's worth? He says probably 1.5 and it's listed at one with 1,650,000. I go, then go in at one five, state your case, show them other comparables that, that it's worth that much. Mm -hmm. They probably know it's worth 1.5, but they wanted to try and see if somebody's willing to bite at 1.6 and, and they may just go for it. And, and then he says, Oh, I'll just wait a little longer. And then somebody else ends up getting it for the price that he was thinking about. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, and he, he's, and he's missed out on two that he could have probably had an opportunities on because that once you see the sale price of, of it showing up on the system, and he's thinking, oh, wow, I, I, I could have got that. You know, I should have put the offer in. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, uh, but there's a couple that he's missed. And I, I'm the one that's pushing him to, I'm the one that's pushing him to, you know, to keep going and, 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 and put the offer in and mm -hmm. do it. But who knows? Who knows? And, and, you know, that's coming from, you know, let's call Phil an experienced and successful realtor. And he's, you know, second guessing the market, uh, you know, uh, wondering what else is out there. And I'm sure many other home seekers have that same mindset. Well, you know what it is? He knows the market too good. That's why it's right. giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, when, when you know too much, it, you become too analytical about it. Just do it. Like it's, I'm going to tell, I, I told him, listen, that house is going to be worth double in 10 years. So who cares if you paid <laughs> five, right. 10, 20,000 more, that's right. it's going to be double. So that it'll be made up from there. But anyway, I mean, he'll find it hopefully by, uh, within the next 60 days, we, we could say, uh, Hey, congratulations. Uh, you found a house and, uh, we can announce it on the radio. <laughs> Eventually people that are listening are going to say, what is this kid going to get a house? He's busy working and helping other people find houses though. Yeah. Uh, we got about 90 seconds. Hamilton's real estate market this spring has really proven to be resilient. Why do you think that is? It's just, it's affordable. It, it is affordable. The GTA buyers uh, are still coming this way because I'm still seeing, you know, realtors from Toronto coming this way. I was just talking to one yesterday. He submitted an offer on a property that we had and uh, they're still coming. And, uh, and, uh, and it, it, it's going to be a continuous flow of people coming down that Queen Elizabeth way and buying real estate down towards the Hamilton, Brantford, Niagara region, just because it's more affordable. And, uh, and so as more people come into this country, they move into the GTA, maybe because of the jobs, they stay there for a while. They get to know that the, the province, the city, and they say, Hey, let's move towards Niagara. The jobs maybe are coming out that way. Um, but 
that's what's ha- that that's what's happening and it's going it, it's not going to stop and this flow has been happening for the last 15 20 years Lots more to come on the show today, including we'll chat about uh, Canada's office real estate sector, and there are some alarm bells in association with that, and uh, the home inspection process. Should the person selling the home be present when the home inspection is being conducted with the buyer? That and more coming up here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today. You'll be calling the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team. 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. is the website, Rob G O L F I.com. And follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, if you want an instant home estimate, go online to golfyhomevalue.com. That's golfyhomevalue.com. Plug in some numbers and you'll get an instant home estimate right before your eyes. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, listing differences in Hamilton and Toronto when it when it comes to square footage. And we're also going to get into uh, home inspections and uh, office real estate in this country. But let's dig down deep into this one because this is a very intriguing topic for really for months, I was going to say weeks, but really for months, we've been hearing about how the, the housing market is down, uh, you know, prices are going to be suppressed, not many homes are going to be sold, uh, you know, you can forget about open houses, they don't work anymore, you know, really somber news in regards to real estate. In saying that, Rob, and you've been seeing this for a few weeks now, bidding wars, multiple offers, more and more people coming to the table to say, I want that home, and in some cases, they're going over the listing price. So, on one hand, we're hearing the, the doom and gloom, but on the other hand, we're seeing the seeing the reality that the market is very healthy. It, it is very healthy, uh, especially in Toronto. I mean, there's more money, more people there, but it it, it is. And surprisingly, um, I I you know like we just like last year what we went through like uh, we had a huge boom in the first quarter, and then and then it was just a steady decline from April all the way down to December, and then boom, we landed. And now things are moving along. And, uh, and if you price, I gotta tell you, if you price your house, what the market value is, your, your chances are you're going to get that or more. And, and there's a high probability you're going to get more than that. But if you overlist and start, uh, start chasing the market down and you're just going to end up hurting yourself financially and you will lose money and leave money on the table. So you got to be very, very careful how you put your house up for sale, especially in this market. Now, Last year in the first quarter, it didn't matter what you priced it. You just put it up and you had 50 people wanting that same house and everybody was just throwing money at the table. Now, some people that did buy those houses back in, in the first quarter last year, they were paying the price now. Some of them are trying to get out and some of them can't just because they, their mortgages are higher than what the value of the property is. Now, the people that have money, some of them have taken and said, listen, I'm willing to take the hit. There's not nothing I can do about it. I'm re- I'll, I'll just just move on and 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 just deal that up just with economics and bad luck and and whatever. But but with and and, and now they're seeing those same people that 
are, got out of the market. They seem to get out at the wrong time. They're starting to see multiple offers uh, on houses. So, so they're going, I can't win. There's like, they're, they're always one step behind the market. And, uh, but, but the, but houses are, are going fast and they are selling uh full price or more. And uh, so the market is doing very well. And I think it's going to continue doing well for the next two to six months. You mentioned uh, GTA buyers and, and, and referenced, you know, what is happening in Toronto with, you know, more people, more money. Back in 2017, which is not that long ago, I mean, six years ago is not a you know great amount of time, especially in the real estate game. But we really saw a huge boom at that time because a lot of the GTA people were saying, hey, wow, Hamilton's a great place to live. Let's go live there. Oh, my gosh, look how affordable the homes are in comparison to what we're paying here in Toronto. And then in the, in the early stages of the pandemic with the remote work boom. Again, a lot of people in Toronto, the Mississaugas, Bramptons of the world thought, wow, I can I can live anywhere and go to work virtually. Let's sell our house here, move to Hamilton, cash in. Are we still seeing that to a certain extent in terms of the GTA buyer realizing that they could still cash in at a bigger price point and come to Hamilton and, and bank some of that uh, some of that uh, uh, home selling price that they were cashing in on in, in T.O.? Absolutely. And actually the GTA buyers and their agents are the ones that are actually pushing the market Mm -hmm. in, in, uh, outside the area. So they're coming here. So they're selling their property wherever in the GTA, right? So let's say they get, you know, $1.8 million for their house. Now for $1.8 million, you come towards, you know, the Hamilton, Brantford, Niagara region, you can get yourself a way better house for the same amount of money, which they're not planning on doing. They're looking at downsizing and they're using that 1.8 to buy something maybe at 1 million or 900,000. Now when they're doing that, but the problem is they come with their agent, their agents going, wow, this is a really good deal. They're comparing in their mind. They're comparing in their mind, the house in this area versus GTA. And they're going, this is a really good deal, but they're not, they're not seeing the, 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 the way the market is here, they're not seeing what the values are here. They're just saying, Hey, this was a good deal compared to Toronto. Right. And, and that's, what's hurting the Toronto buyer coming this way. So they're, so their agents are pushing, pushing the market up here. I mean, it's good for the sellers here, no problem, but, but they're overpaying a lot of these Toronto buyers when they're coming here. Now, if the Toronto buyer comes to Niagara, comes to Hamilton, comes to Brantford and uses somebody that lives and works in those markets, they're not going to be paying as much as they, if they were bringing their agent from Toronto. And so it just, and that's, what's done a lot, the the demand. uh, And and there was more demand because of the GTA buyers. Now, if we didn't have these Toronto people coming towards this area, I don't think the market would be as high as it is today. I, I really don't. But now, the floodgates are open. That's what's going to happen for now on. And you're going to see an exodus of uh, uh, Torontonians coming towards this way for the next 20 years, just because as the aging population goes, people are getting jobs, people can move, whatever. Now, if somebody cannot uh, uh, leave Toronto and not live there and work someplace else, they will because the cost to live in Toronto is so expensive. Unless you're making, you know, six. Uh, uh, or seven figures, it's, it, it is getting expensive out yeah. there. should mention this, and we've discussed this on the show before as well, is, you know, if there is someone from the GTA listening to this program right now and thinking, wow, I, I, I'm going to go to Hamilton or Ancaster or Burlington or even Niagara Falls, 
Um, it is important, and we've uh, again we've touched on this many times in 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 the past. It's important to get a local realtor, someone who knows the market, someone like you, Rob, or anybody else on the golfy team who knows the ins and outs of what happens and what makes this city tick, and where are the good places, where are the bad places. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. There's there's people that bought in, in in Hamilton on streets that I would never sell anybody to unless they they grew up in that neighborhood and say hey listen i know this neighborhood hey you know my buddies live around here and you know what hey that's fine but if you're from out of town there's no way i would i would sell you a house in that neighborhood even though it's affordable i I would say listen there's a lot of crime on this street there's a lot of things happening um you may want to reconsider it it's up to you but you know but you got to be you got to be very very careful what you're buying. And I know a lot of people, a lot of Toronto buyers, they have bought in Hamilton, in neighborhoods that they would never have bought if they knew the neighborhood. So they, you know, so this goes for everybody, no matter what city, what town that you that you're buying in. Make sure you use the agent that is from that town. Um, don't use you know somebody that you're bringing from your own city. And, and like, he's not doing you a favor. He's doing himself a favor. <laughs> so just, you know, hire somebody that lives and in, in works that, uh, that area. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I, dot com. Um, Canada's office real estate sector, it's really getting hit with a double whammy because not only do we have higher interest rates, but we also have uh, fewer and fewer people these days compared to, you know, five, even three years ago, five years ago in the physical office space. So they're really getting hit from both sides. Oh, yeah. It's, and they're taking a huge beating when it's coming to this. So like they say, some, some of the high profile, def- there's defaults happening, uh, such as Brookfield Asset Management def- defaulting on $750 million uh, in loans and, uh, uh, you know, a couple of Los Angeles towers in, uh, in the U.S. Now, the, it, it's changing. This is changing. And um, you're going to find, because more people working out of their houses or they're working hybrid. So, like, for instance, in remote areas, um, a lot of people that were working in Toronto now working out of their house, but if they can't work out of their house, they're renting shared office space and they're going into these little tiny office spaces in their little, you know, remote towns and stuff like that. So now what's, what it's doing is these big office towers are going to be half empty. Now the values value is based on how much income you have on these, uh, commercial buildings. Now, I always looked at these buildings and say, Hey, I would, I'd love to have a, a building like that. You know, it'd be something proud to own, but I'm so glad I, I, I don't own anything like these big office towers, not to say that I'm rich enough to buy one, but I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, you, you dream when, when you're driving around and you're seeing these, these office towers, but now, um, people, I'll tell you, uh, people that own them, they, uh, are, are wishing they just didn't buy anything as big as they have. And, and it's going to cost them a lot of money. Uh, yeah. I, I can only imagine, you know, the, the owners of these huge towers, many of them are half empty, if not more. And they're thinking, well, now what do we do? Mm. 
I mean, they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to have, they're going to have to convert them into something different. Um, they, they'll come up with something. There, there's always a, a solution. But somebody goes broke before that solution is <laughs> come up with. Uh, but it, it, there'll be, there'll be some kind of way of, of getting income from these uh, office towers in one form or another uh, because they have to be creative. Yeah. Now there was one guy and, and there was a guy in New York city. He bought this office building. I, I don't know how many years ago I read this story and I, I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the radio and, and it's, it's in uh, the, the square, whatever, whatever you call that, the, the main center city uh, area there where all the, all the uh, uh, flashing lights and uh, the, the billboard, digital billboards. He was the first one. So he bought this building and he, in order for him to afford to, to pay the mortgage on this building, he put up like a 50 or 40 story uh, digital uh, board uh, that looks like a big TV. And he was the first one. So then um, uh, it's Times Square. It's in Times Square. Hmm. And then everybody else started doing it. Now it's mandatory in Times Square if you buy a building in that area, you have to keep these big digital TVs, whatever they are there. Like when you want, I, I went to Times Square, uh, just, uh, I was there earlier this year. I couldn't believe it. Like you're walking there. You see, you see a, 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 these high rises and you see digital boards, the size of buildings, like, yeah. like, like 10 stories, 20 stories high. You can't believe it. So that guy had to do that to generate income wow. to p afford to build it. But now because it became so be like an area of, 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 of tourism, uh, they now do all the buildings around it. And now when you walk there, you're just looking around and you see all this advertising, but it, it look it, it looks pretty cool when you're there, but Hey, you got to do what, what it takes to, uh, to uh, keep your value of your property yeah. as much as you can. Uh, we got three minutes in this segment. I want to uh, move on to a Netflix show. It's called How to Get Rich. And uh, one of the stars of the show, or the star of the show, Ramit Sethi, is a self-made millionaire. Uh, he's the latest to weigh in on the renting versus owning a home debate. And he's saying that home ownership is overrated and you're going to get much wealthier by renting. Do you, Rob Golfie, agree? You know what? He's a big stock investor. Now, I don't feel that way. I'm a big real estate investor. Now, he obviously forgot about uh, uh, Blockbuster uh, stock. <laughs> he obviously, he obviously forgot about was it Bre was it was it Brex that went? What was the other one? Brex was that Brex that uh, that went to nothing? So here's the thing: if you got a good stock portfolio, not a problem. But you're banking on somebody else. Um, that managing not only your money, but, but a company that if they're not smart, they can actually, the, the company can go from uh, worth billions to worth nothing. Now, just like, just like Blockbuster, I like brick and mortar because I'm in control of it. I have it. I have it here where I am. If I'm not a good manager, yes, I, I will pay the price and I will lose. And if not taking care of the property and not managing the tenants, but I, but I have myself to blame for and, but if I'm good at what I do and I take care of it and I have it, I've got an asset that's tangible. It's brick and mortar and everybody needs a house, a roof over their head. So why not invest in real estate? Now he's, 
like he's got his case. I got my case, but I, I'll tell you, I like to debate with him right in person. And I'll, I'll, I know I can beat him on that because I'll just throw blockbuster at him and then he won't have anything to say. <laughs> we, we also did uh, this kind of this topic on the show uh, a few months ago, and it was basically, you know, millionaires, mega millionaires who've made a lot of their millions through real estate. And I'm not sure they could have said that in the real estate market. I know it's been good over the last little while in in the market but when it comes to real estate it is it has trumped the stock market that is for sure you know we, we've pointed to the stats on this show many times house prices double uh every 10 years i don't know if your investments have doubled every 10 years in fact i would i would probably say that there's no way in heck that 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 happened over the last decade no absolutely and uh you know what it, it is the greatest investment the best investment um uh, and you will not regret doing it when we come back, we're going to dive into home inspections, and we're also going to talk about illegal vacation rentals in Niagara Falls. Stay tuned for that. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfy team at 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check them out on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Give them a follow, give them a like. And go online to golfihomevalue.com for an instant home estimate. That website, again, is golfihomevalue.com. Well, a very interesting question about home inspections. So you're you're selling your house. Uh, you, you're the, the home buyer wants a home inspection. You agree. The question is, should you as the home seller be present when that home inspection is being conducted? Rob, what do you say? No, it, it is not a good idea because you've got a home inspector that's poking around at your house, digging in, going through the attic, going through your closets, checking everything out. There's nothing more nerve wracking than somebody just going through all your stuff. <laughs> it is not good. It is not good. And the other thing is, and here's the other thing is, um, a, a, a realtor, when uh, he's representing the buyer, he's usually there at the home inspection. Huh. And usually the, the buyer is there with him. And so, and then the home inspector. So they're going through the house. Now, if the home inspector, no, sorry. If the seller says to his agent, Hey, I want to be here when these home inspector is here. Cause I just, he's just one of those guys that just can't let it go. <laughs> has to be there. The, the realtor, actually the realtor of representing the seller should be there because it could cause problems right. because the home inspector may say one thing and then the seller is going to say, he's going to defend it. He's going to argue it. He's going to do things and then things get, get out of hand. Now the proper, the proper way that is supposed to be done is the, 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 the buyer agent should be at the home inspection. And truly this is through the real estate uh, uh, council, uh, real estate council of Ontario says that the selling agent, the listing agent, sorry, the, uh, that's representing the seller should be there at every home inspector. Now, most people, 
agents don't do that. It's usually the, the buyer agent there with the home inspector and the buyer. Now, if you are an agent and representing a seller and you know that the homeowner is not going to leave the house, that agent should be there on site to make sure there's no conflicts, no arguments, no nothing like that, because things do happen. And, uh, but yeah, the home seller should never be there. I'm just, that's final. I, I do not recommend them being there. That could kill the deal. So they are allowed to be there, but you're not recommending they should be there. Yeah, I, I, I don't recommend them being there. And and if they are going to be there, the, the, uh, the agent representing the seller should be there just to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, any conflicts or any, mm-hmm. any, you know, things that are, you know, arguments are hap- happening uh, because they're poking around. It, it's an invasion of privacy. I'll tell you that. I, 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 I wouldn't want to be there because it's just, it's better. You're not there. You don't see it. You don't feel uncomfortable about it. Just leave for two or three hours and you come back and it's done. And then they firm up on a deal and it's good to go. But if you're there and they're nitpicking, they say, well, they need caulking here for the windows. You need to do this. You need to fix this. You need to fix this. Those are just minor things, but the homeowner is going to feel attacked and he's going to feel, you know what I mean? So he's going to defend it. He's going to fight and and, 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 and arguments are created that way. So, I, I do not recommend a homeowner, I mean, to be at any home inspection at all. We are seeing many more home inspections now compared to when the market was just going nuts. Uh, are we seeing more home inspection failures and, and readjustments of uh, how these deals are being done? Absolutely. A, a lot of deals are are, are being, uh, you know, broken or what do you want to say, uh, not coming together because of home inspections. Now, to me, if you're a good realtor, when you do a walk through a house, you look at the key components. One, you're going to, you look at the foundation. It seems like it's pretty good. So, but that's where you need the home inspector to see if there's any structural problems. But if you know the furnace is old, you know, the, 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 uh, hydro panels got fuses. Okay. You know that before negotiating, you know, the roof needs work. You know, if you know all those things, a good realtor will point that out. So as he's going in to negotiate the deal, he, they have that into a factor. Now, if you're coming back with a home inspection saying we need a new furnace, well, you knew that, that, that the furnace was old. So why are you trying to renegotiate that? Like you knew that you have to get a new furnace or the shingles. You knew that the house needed new shingles. You can see it from the outside. So why are you coming to me saying we need new shingles? You knew that when we negotiated. That's the thing that uh, I, I, I don't like. Uh, but deals do come together if you have a good realtor that points those out during negotiations. And then the only thing you should be looking at is structural. If there's something going on with the property that could affect structurally or, or, or even the attic, maybe there's mold, we didn't see it before. Those kind of things are the ones that are deal breakers. But let's, let's, let's not talk about a furnace that you can see, or let's not talk about a roof you can see after the home inspection. You can tell. I, can, I walked up to a house just the other day, and I said, hey, those shingles look like they're probably 20 plus years old. They go, yeah. And I go, okay, no problem. As long as we see that, everybody sees that. And I'll mention it to that to the buyer and buyer's agent mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know this house needs new shingles. So please don't come back with the home inspector saying we need new shingles. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> we're going to look at a, a a new red flag in the Niagara region. And it all has to do with 
Illegal Vacation Rentals. That's next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative. Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. Check them out online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They got some great listings on social media as well check them out on tiktok instagram twitter and facebook so in niagara falls uh one of the big wigs down there the executive director of the niagara falls canada hotel association is well quite miffed because he says that niagara falls is inundated with illegal vacation rental units in almost every neighborhood and i could imagine that that has an impact on the hotels in niagara what are you hearing and seeing down niagara way yeah, it. Uh, I didn't realize how many there were. Like you, you know, they're on Airbnb, but somebody hired somebody. This guy hired somebody and found 1,284 vacation rentals that are active in Na- in Niagara Falls. Out of that, the there are only 16 that are licensed. Yikes! And so that is hurting. It does hurt the hotel business in Niagara Falls. And I get it. I understand it because that's their industry and they want to keep it strong. Um, and, and I, and I've always said when you're buying a rental property or any kind of property, make sure that the, uh, uh, the long-term rent will carry the property so that if you, if you can't do the, if the short-term rent, uh, doesn't go through or, or, or you get stopped, you can, you've got the long-term rental, uh, rate that you can carry the property and keep owning the property. A lot of these people, I'm going to tell you, that own these properties, they're going to go after them. They are going to go after them, and 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 they're going to shut them down. And they all and so they they will not be able to carry this on a regular rental. Like they bought these based on Airbnb Airbnb short term rentals. Mm-hmm. So let, let let's say a, a house would get uh, $2,500 a month rent, right, or $2,300. Airbnb, they're probably getting five six thousand dollars a month. So there's a difference there. So there, there, there's going to be some, uh, some, some major problems, especially if this hit the newspapers. Now that means these people that own these homes that, and they're using Airbnb, they're going to, they're going to be, uh, they're, they're going to get letters in the mailbox. So what is the impact knowing that there's 1,284 active vacation rentals in Niagara Falls, only 16 are licensed. So that means 1,200 and, you know, 60, whatever odd are, are not. What is the impact on the real estate market knowing that there could be many of these vacation rentals in a neighborhood? If there's a home or two in that neighborhood up for sale, is there an impact on how much that home sells for? Uh, absolutely. So if let's say they all come, let's say these, this, uh, what's his name? Doug Burrell, uh, they start, uh, or the city starts saying, indicating that they have to stop, uh, putting on Airbnb and they're going to watch Airbnb. They're going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. If it's on there, they're going to, they're going to shut them down. So what they're going to do is they're going to give them six months, say you got six months to shut this place down. So because they probably, people probably have bookings 
in, in advance, right? So they probably got bookings. They don't want to hurt those people that have already booked and looking to have a vacation in Niagara Falls. But they will have a time frame to uh, stop it, and, uh, and, and they'll probably end up selling the house. Now, there, there, there is a, a months of inventory more in Niagara Falls than any other uh, area in uh, Niagara Peninsula. So opportunities will be coming up. And I still think that there's opportunities now in Niagara Falls to buy houses because I think they got 11 weeks of inventory of, uh, base, uh, versus six weeks of inventory in St. Catharines and other areas. So, but I do feel that the market will uh, uh, go up in months of inventory in Niagara Falls. A couple more minutes, and uh, we'll spend it on uh, square footage differences in Hamilton and Toronto. And they're basically, they're, they're listed differently on the listing? Is that how it's working? Yeah, what drives me nuts is that the Toronto Real Estate Board, and all our listings go on the Toronto Board, and on there, it, it indicates that you, it, it gives you a, uh, like, how can I say this? So let's say your house is a, a thousand square feet. Okay. And so you, you have to circle one that says, oh, this house is between 700, 1100 square feet. Wouldn't you want to know exactly what the square footage of the house is? Yeah. So they have a, they, they have a range. Now, Hamilton, they expect you to know within a reasonable amount. Like let's, if you got a thousand square foot home, they want you to put a thousand square foot home. Mm-hmm. Now in Toronto, they've got a range. I, 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 I don't like it. So I tell my agents, listen, you got a thousand square foot home. I know you checked off between 700 to 1100, but make sure you put in the remarks that it's a thousand square foot home based on impact and whatever else or measurements of yourself. So I just, I just feel that I, I, and I understand why the Toronto real estate board puts this because there's probably been a lot of lawsuits where people moved in and they thought they were buying a two, a, a 2,200 square foot home, but it's a 2000 square foot home. Right. I get it. I understand. But if the agent does his job right, which they should, then there wouldn't be that problem. Sounds like an easy fix to me. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thank you, Rob, for another awesome show, and thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent present the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.